Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a very beautiful and powerful Chassidic discourse of the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called the Ato Yigdal No. And the Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parsha Shlach, which that year was the 28th day of the month of Sivan, which was also the Shabbos that blessed the month of Tammuz in the year Tavshin Yutes, 63 years ago. The Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Chassidic discourse in honor of Chav Ches Sivan, the 28th day of the month of Sivan, in the year Tavshin Memtes, 33 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in this week's Torah portion where Moish Rabbeinu says to Hashem, Viata Yigdol no Koyach Hashem. And now the power and the strength of Hashem should be greater. Kasher dibarto, like you spoke, Lamar is saying. So Rashi says, what is Moshe Rabbeinu telling Hashem? Viata now, the strength of Hashem should become greater. Okay, Kasher dibarto, like you spoke. When did he speak? What did he speak? Lamar saying what? When did Hashem say that? So Rashi says, what is the speech that Hashem says, and because of that, the power of Hashem should become strong, they should forgive the Jewish people. Like the next verse says, Hashem Erech the 13 attributes of compassion of mercy, and since Hashem is, is, is full of compassion and mercy, therefore Hashem should gain greater strength to forgive the Jewish people. In other words, we're explaining this. If you give a look at the simple, the simple uh, the expression in the verse, what is it referring to? It's referring to the speech of Hashem. What's the speech of Hashem? That the, the, through the speech, the power of Hashem should be, great, should be greater. So, so therefore, Rashi has to explain, what does it mean? What is the speech? The speech is that Hashem says, after Hashem Erech Okay. Now, so that's what Rashi explains. What the Rebbe says, but the fact is, Rashi has to explain, it means Hashem Erech But what's the literal meaning of the verse? Kashar Dibarto. Through the speech. In other words, through speech, that's how there could be a greater power in Koyach Hashem. Now, Sarashi so explains, what's the speech? Hashem Erechapayim. But since the literal meaning is a speech, obviously there is something in speech that through speaking, you create more power and more energy, which we'll learn later on in the Chassidic Discourse. Like the Rebbe brings a, a, a very powerful teaching in the Talmud as follows. The Talmud says that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he went up to heaven, so he saw Hashem, he was making crowns. So he doesn't say anything. Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, you don't say shalom, you don't say hello, you don't say uh, welcome, peace unto you. So Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, the Rebbe doesn't quote this in the mind, but this is the peace in the Talmud. So the Hashem, so, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu tells Hashem, it's not respectful me to say Hashem shalom. I mean, I'm, I'm a guest there. We're dealing with the infinite God. So Hashem tells him something very, very powerful. And he tells him like this. You see me making the crowns. So he tells him, You should have helped me. Now how is Moshe Rabbeinu going to help Hashem? Hashem is infinite. So the commentaries say, What does it mean Hashem says you should help me? You should say, Be successful in your work. Give a bracha. Give a blessing. You're right. Don't say shalom. Don't initiate. I mean, you're dealing with your present Hashem, your Noah. But if you see Hashem is working, say, Be successful in your work. On a side note, it's a good lesson. When you see someone working, give them a blessing. Be successful in what you're doing. And Taka, because Hashem told him 
that you should have you should have helped me, you should have been successful. So Moshe Rabbeinu, the Talmud says, said then to Hashem, the actor, and now Yigdal Nakoyach Hashem, the power of Hashem should be stronger for the work that you're doing. like you told me to go ahead and give you the blessing. In other words, so when it says Kasher Dibarta, like you said, that's referring to what Hashem said, you should have helped me. And what does it mean you should help me? Hashem is doing the work, Hashem needs his help, but when you give a blessing, you actually add an energy. And that will be Yigdal Koyach Hashem, that will make Hashem's, Hashem's energy greater. So you see that according to, the, according to the story in the Talmud, the way you translate the verse is very simple. That the power of Hashem will become greater through the speech, through the blessing that you're giving me. Obviously not the same ideas like as what Rashi says. Rashi says referring to Hashem Rechapayim, that Hashem is the one that said Okay. The Rebbe goes on to say like this. You can also add that if you give a look at the verse, what does it say in the verse? Kasher di Barta, like you spoke saying, in other words, referring to the speech of Hashem, Lamar, to tell Moshe, man, you should have blessed me. So you see it actually flows in the, ver- in the ver- verse as well. And the same thing also, it's understood, Rebbe says, based on what we learned in Chazal, that when Kasher di Barta, when you spoke, is referring to actually, like what the Talmud says, the, the part that Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, you should have helped me. And as you should have said, be successful in your work. Now, so you have obviously different insights in the, into, into this verse. But the Rebbe says we know that when you have different insights into the same verse, different commentaries, so even though they're different, and there's three different insights over here, you know, Kasher Dibarat is referring on Koyach Hashem, on the power of Hashem, or is it going on to Lema that you should say it, or like Rosh Hashem Arachapayim, obviously they're all connected. They're all connected, either the, the, the speech is doing it, or what Hashem told them to say it, or Hashem Arachapayim. So then the question is, what's the connection between these three insights into the same verse? Shabbat explains this, pal, and he says like this, we're going to understand it based on the, 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 the uh, point of the explanation as follows. What was Moshe Rabbeinu's request to Hashem? The Atah now, the power of Hashem should become stronger. What was, his, what, what was his request? And like it says afterwards, Hashem Hashem is full of compassion. So why does he want Hashem's strength to become stronger? Why is Hashem full of compassion? Because he needs him to, come, to, to uh, uh, create an atonement for the Jewish people. Atone for the Jewish people. Forgive the Jewish people. Mechila, slicha, kapara. To forgive them, atone for them, etc. What was their sin? Because they sinned with the Chedemaraglim, the, the spies. So because they had the sin of the spies, so therefore they needed atonement. So therefore he had to tell Hashem, now we need to pull in extra powerful blessings to atone for the sin. Now, so what are we, what are we dealing with here? We're dealing with atonement. Shabbos, when it comes to atonement, there's two things. In other words, on one hand, when someone does something wrong, you did something wrong. You want Hashem to atone. You want Hashem to forgive. So what's the source of forgiveness? It doesn't come from, in Hebrew, in Kabbalah, it's called hishtalshlus. You know, the way things flow from one level to the next. Because from one level to the next, you did something wrong, you got a problem. In order to create atonement, you have to go lemailam hishtalshlus. You have to use something above the level of, of, of natural, uh, natural flow. Why? Because in order to fulfill something, that would, when something is broken, you have to draw in from a higher place. A higher place, but in that place, there's no room even for for something to get to get to break to begin with. Now, in 
yes or no, one is yes and one is no. When you go to above yes or no, yes or no is the same thing. There's no yes or no there. So in order to create atonement, you have to go to a much higher place. Now, so that, so you're going to a higher place to draw in heavy energy to create atonement. So what happens, you can create atonement on a spiritual level, but you need the atonement to come down to this world. So therefore, you need to accomplish two things. One is you have to draw in from a very, very high place. But in order for the atonement to take place in reality in this world, you have to draw down the atonement here in the place where the sin was. So based on this, Rebbe explains what it means. The Atta now, Yigdal, Nakoyach Hashem, the, the power of Hashem should become greater, the Hashem of, of compassion, in other words, because the source of atonement, the source of forgiveness, comes from Hashem Erechapayim, the 13 attributes of compassion, which is above Ishtalshlus. So what is, what is that? So that's when you're going to the high level. The Yigdal, Koyach Hashem, Adonai, is that you should bring it down into the level of Adonai, in, on the lowest level, in order to fix what's, what's broken. What's like, what's in, we know, we know Hashem has many, many names. The name Adonai, Aleph Dal Nun is referring to the, which sphere in the sphere? It's referring to the sphere of Malchus, the lowest sphere. Now, when, it, when this, when the spies sinned, and what was the sin? The sin, what was the sin of the spies? They wanted to stay in the desert. They wanted to live a spiritual life. They didn't want to go to the land of Israel. Why? Because they didn't want to do physical mitzvahs. They felt the physical mitzvahs were going to, could limit them. They wanted to have a godly spiritual connection without any limits of physicality. So now the physical mitzvahs is in this world. This world is connected to the sphere of Malchus. So the sin of the spies was in Malchus. The atonement has to come down from the source of the atonement above Ishtalshus, but it has to come down into where are denying to the idea of Malchus. And by, by, by elevating Yigdal Koyach, the power of Adonai, that's how you fix the, the what went wrong. So there is explaining like this. When, when Since we're dealing with atonement, so you need two things. One is you have to go to the Koyach, to the source above nature, and then you have to bring it back into nature to, fit, to fix what went wrong. Now, what does that mean? There is going to explain now a little deeper and he says like this. We're going to understand this more in detail based on what it says in the verse, Vi'ata, Yigdalna, Koyach Hashem. Now there should be an elevation in Koyach, the power of Hashem. Now what does that mean? So everyone says there's two insights. In many places in Chassidus it explains, what does it mean Yigdal should be an elevation in the power of Hashem? That in Adonai, which is referring to Malchus, so in there you should draw in the source of, of Malchus itself. And by bringing in the source of something, that's how it becomes greater. <clears throat> you know, so the first insight in Chassidus is after Yigdal Koyach Adonai, referring to the source, which is sort of be concealed, and bring it into the revealed part. That's one insight. <clears throat> so what does it mean, Yigdal Koyach Hashem? In a little, uh, in other words, should be, there should be an elevation in the source. The source should come out. That's one insight. Another insight, Rabbi says, is that there should actually be an elevation in the source itself. According to the first insight, the source gets revealed. And the second is we're going even deeper. In the source should have an elevation. In other words, based on the survey explains as follows. What's the connection Hashem? You should have an elevation in the power, the Kayach of Hashem, with Hashem Hashem of compassion, which 
because we know that the Hashem of compassion is referring to the 39 Shemitah of compassion, which we know that reaches above Ishtalshalas, above nature. Why? Because in order to have an elevation in the Koyach, in the source of Hashem, and as a source of Malchus, that's when you bring in higher than Ishtalshalas, above nature, even higher than the source of Ishtalshalas. So let me explain what I was saying is like this. The Atta Yigdal Koyach Hashem. So what is, what is Moshe Rina trying to accomplish? We need to create atonement. In order to create atonement, so you, so you need to bring in a higher level of energy. So one insight is, so you have the energy of Malchus in this world, and you're drawing in from its source, above Ishtalshalas. So above Ishtalshalas coming into Ishtalshalas. Well, that's one insight. The other insight, no, no, no. Not that you're draw, only drawing in from higher Ishtalshalas into Ishtalshalas, but even in above Ishtalshalas, even above nature, even there you're drawing in a higher energy. And Rebbe explains as follows. <clears throat> as we learned, the name Adonai is connected to which sphere? Sphere of Malchus. When we say the Koyach, the source of Adonai, what's the source of it? What is the source of Malchus? So the source of Malchus is Chachma. So Malchus is connected to the idea of Adonai, and the source is Chachma, and like it says in the Zayar, Abba, which is referring to Chachma, Yasa, the foundation for Bartha, for the daughter, which is referring to Malchus. So again, Malchus is, is, is down here, and the source of Malchus is in Chachma, Abba Yisrael Bartha. And everybody's going to explain. And he gives an example, a beautiful example. Take, for example, when someone speaks. Now we know it's brought down in the Zohar, and it says clearly, we say it Friday night uh, before dominating Pasach that the speech is connected to Malchus. Malchus and Dibur are connected. Now, when a person, now we're using, you know, we're using this as an analogy. So Malchus in practicality is what? This idea of speech. Now, when a person speaks, you don't, the mouth talks, but what's the source of the speech? The source of the speech comes from either intellect, some idea that you had, or some emotion that you had. Speech is Malchus, delivery, which is connected, speech and Malchus are connected, it's delivering. But what is it delivering? Either an intellect or emotions that's in there. Now, now, the fact is, when someone has a certain logic, an intellectual logic, so everyone expresses it differently. Now, why does everyone express it differently? If there's one logic, when it comes down to speech, why is it expressed differently? Because what's the source of the, of the speech? The source of the speech is the intellect, but not the intellect that produced that idea. It's connected to, an, I'll say it in Hebrew, and I'll translate Seichel Hanelim, a deeper level, like concealed intellect, or another term, it's called Kadmus HaSeichel, the beginning of intellect, of your soul, which is higher than the intellect that's revealed. So therefore, so again, what's, when a person speaks, that's Malchus. The, what, what are you speaking? You're expressing your intellectual ideas and your emotional ideas. But let's say, for example, two people are describing the same thing. How come they use the same words? And the answer is, because when you speak, even though you're explaining something intellectually or emotionally, but when you speak, Malchus, the lowest, you're activating the highest level of Chachma, higher than actually the thing you're presenting, presenting and representing. When a person speaks through speech, you actually draw in the highest level, as it's called here, Seichel Hanelem, the concealed intellect, or Kadmos, the beginning of intellect. Now, and here we see something, another profound thing. 
Rebbe this is one of the reasons why someone has an idea. And you articulate the idea, you explain the idea, you talk it out, you actually add in that intellectual idea that you had, from your original thought. Why? Because when you speak, you're actually drawing in from the intellect, the source of that intellectual idea that you had. Another like this. You have the source of intellect, and then you have intellect, the revealed intellect. Generally speaking, what do we access? The revealed intellect. So you have an idea or emotion. You have a certain emotion. And then that's your idea and your emotion. You don't share it. It stays in the world of your world. One thing you decide to share it, so you talk about it. You explain it. You present it. When you start presenting it, what happens is even though you're technically only explaining this, but when you speak, you're actually drawing in from a higher level of intellect, and therefore you actually have now a whole different level understanding, more than was originally available to you. And it only gets accessed by speaking. That's why, there was a mention here, that's why we know that when, when the, in the Talmud it says, one of the great rabbis said, he learned most from the students. How did he learn most from the students? Because when you explain it, you're drawing in from a higher, deeper place. So that's the analogy we're giving is that just like through speech, when you speak, you drew, you're, even though you're explaining intellect, but you're drawing from a higher level, the same thing also when it comes to malchus. In this world, through malchus, you actually ask, access a much higher place. By, by, by speaking the words, of, through malchus, you access a higher place. Now, a step further, it says like this. This at the source of speech is an intellect. And we said not intellect that you originally accessed, the idea, but in the source of intellect is not only in reference to speech, but it applies also to the intellect and the emotions that you're articulating. So in other words, the power of speech not only draws in a higher level of intellect, but also it draws in a higher level of intellect into the intellect, the, the concept that you had, and, and also the emotions that you had before. So, but what's interesting is the intellect and the emotions cannot get it directly from its source. It, has to, it only gets it through speech. So speech has the power to draw in a high level of intellect, and it also has the power to draw it into intellect and emotions. Why is that? Because when you speak, what do you do? You take the idea, you take the emotion, and you break it down to a lot of details. Take, for example, it's a simple example. The Rebbe gives the example here. When a person speaks words of love, so love is an emotion. What's love? It's an emotion. Love. Chesed, kindness, love. That's all it is, it's an emotion. But what happens also when you start speaking words of love? All of a sudden, there's so much words about love. And every part of the word you're saying is part was obviously buried in that emotion of love. So you see that speech takes an emotion that was simple and really expands upon it. The same thing also if you have an intellectual idea. The intellectual idea is a very simple intellectual, whether it's simple or complicated, it's a deep intellectual idea. When you talk about the intellectual idea, so you're taking something that was a simple logic. But when you talk about it, you talk so much details about it. That's the power of speech. It breaks it down. So the question is, how do you take a simple idea, a simple emotion, 
and break it down to so many things. I wasn't in the, in the original thought. Because what happens when you talk, you're taking that intellect there yeah, that was simple, or that emotion that was simple, clear cut, and you're drawing in from a higher source, and you're actually adding much more power and energy because you're bringing it in from the source. So, so we see we have two examples that speech brings in power in into the intellect and to the, and to the emotions through speak, and it also adds into the intellect and the emotion that you had before that was, so to speak, one to ten, it was ten, now you brought it up in a few notches higher. So based on the Shepherd explains as follows. Now we'll, now we'll understand the reason that when a person takes an intellectual idea and you bring it down to speech, what happens is you actually add to the intellect of before. And again, the reason is because the power that you're using to uh, dissect it and to expand on it and explain it, the source is, like we used the term before, in Kadmus, the beginning of intellect, which is actually the source of revealed intellect. So you have the beginning of the intellect, the concealed intellect, the, 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 um, the source of the intellect, and you have the revealed intellect. And by taking the revealed intellect and talking about it, you're actually drawing in from a much higher place. And based on the show, explains something very beautiful. A lot of times when you're studying something, and you're studying it in your mind, you're thinking about something, etc., and you have so many questions and strong questions, and you don't know the answer. You have so many questions. But then you sit down with yourself, you talk to yourself, or with a friend, a teacher, a student, or a com anyone could be, and you discuss it with speech, all of a sudden, all the questions went away. How did all the questions go away? You studied, and you had to say 10 questions, and they, you couldn't get past first base. You sit down, and you articulate it, all of a sudden, no more questions. And it happens a lot. You sit down with a friend, you say, listen, I want to discuss something with you. And you sit down, you discuss it with him, you say, you know, I was something, I guess all my questions went away. Why? Because there's something powerful in speech, that when you use speech to articulate something, intellect or emotions you draw in from the source of intellect and that will alleviate all the questions that you have because the fact is the intellect in its original source it's clear there's no there's no questions there's no uh, uh, drama there's no chaos there's no static there but when you bring down the intellect into speech so then you're actually drawing in this intellect from its source so then it becomes clear and you have no questions. And I was never saying it's like this, and this is a very, very important point and very powerful. Don't think for a second that the speech, oh, my speech, presentation, that clarified it. No, no, it's not. It is the speech, but the reason is not because of the speech. Because the speech accesses a pure intellect, the source of the intellect, and because of that, you have clarity. So in the source of intellect, sure, it's clear. When it goes down, already you have already static, and it's not so clear. When you go down and take that intellect and bring it into speech, it brings them from the source and then things become clear. Now, <clears throat> so what did we just learn? You have the source of intellect 100% clear. It goes down to revealed intellect, it's not so clear. When you speak, it brings back the source and then things become clear. Now, show us all this. Even this powerful level we just learned about of intellect, the beginning of intellect, the source of the revealed intellect. What is it? It's the source for intellect. 
So the fact is, because it's the source of intellect, you must say that this source, as powerful as it is, and the power has to clarify things, it's still considered, in the Kabbalistic term, a matthias, it's something. Because since it's the source of, of, of revealed intellect, it's a something. Now, so just like this intellect, even the source is a something, what means a something? When we say a something, what's real? Real is Hashem. Real is godliness. Real is a soul. So intellect, even the source, it's outside the soul. It's outside of godliness on a certain level. So therefore, the source, so since intellect is outside of uh, uh, the soul, so even the source of intellect and the beginning of intellect is also outside the soul. But now there says there's something which is connected to your soul. This is your soul. What is that? That is the power that we have in the world of Kabbalah. It's called in Keser. There's two levels, Atik and Arich. The higher one is tiny, the lower one, lower one is Ratzain. Ratzain, the will. Not a will because of a reason. Straight up will. Like, what do you really want? Will is much more powerful than intellect. Even in the source of intellect, take any intellect, the highest level, the, the, the source of the revealed intellect, the concealed intellect, the beginning, the highest level intellect you can go, will is higher. Rotzin is higher. Why? Why is Rotzin higher than intellect? Because like you learned before, intellect at the end is, a, is, is an existence. It's, it's ultimately not subjective. On the other hand, Rotzin doesn't really exist on its own right. Ratzain is an expression of the soul. So when you ask him, what do I really want? You're going into your soul and saying, express yourself. Ratzain is the expression of the soul. Therefore, because Ratzain, the will, is the expression of the soul, therefore will actually rules over all your koichas, all your attributes, even on intellect. So if there's a war between what I really want, my soul wants, and what logic tells me, even though it's logic, and logic is very powerful, and we know logic is better than emotions, guess what? Listen to your will. Why? Because we know it says in the Talmud clearly. Let's say, for example, you, you don't know what to study. Should I study this? Should I study that? Should I study here? Should I study there? Where should I study? Now, studying is very important. What does the Talmud say? La'aylam yilmad adam imakin shli b'chafetz. A person should always learn in a place where, and here's the key word, chafetz, where your heart, but not emotion, desires. What do you really want to learn? Where do you want to learn? Why? Because when you really want to learn something, when you want to study something, and when you want to study in a certain place, you will understand it on a whole different level. Like in a whole different level, I don't mean just quantitatively, off the charts level. Now, so what do we see? That will is much more powerful than intellect. So since will is more powerful than intellect, and even the source of intellect, so therefore the effect that intellect, that, that the will um, has on intellect, affects also the source of intellect. So the will is much higher than even the source of intellect, therefore the will will impact all your attributes, uh, starting from Chachma, even the highest level, down till, till Malchus. So therefore, when you, have, when you activate Ratzon, what will happen is, it will have an impact on Seichel, on the revealed intellect, much greater than speech. 
And until now we learned the impact that speech has over Seichel, the revealed Seichel, because it draws in from the source of Seichel. Now we're saying is that the will coming from the top, the will that we have, will have a greater imp- impact on the intellect than, than speech. Why? Because what does speech do? Speech awakens the source of intellect. But since the source of intellect we just learned is a, is a something, so to speak, it, ha- it, has a for- it has a form, so the, the, the impact that the, that the source of intellect is creating on intellect itself is limited. However, when the impact on the intellect is based on the will, there's no limits. Why? Because will doesn't have a limits. And not only does it have a limit, it not only does it impact Seichel, it impacts the source of intellect. So now, just to recap, before we go further, what Jeff is saying is like this. There's seichel, intellect, there's emotions. And that's the revealed intellect, the revealed emotions. When we speak, we draw in from the source of intellect, the beginning of intellect, and that has an impact on the intellect. And that's when we have clarity. But then we have another way to create clarity, and off the charts. And that's when we draw in the rotsoin, the will, onto the intellect. And we'll have a much greater impact. So, so that's the, the, the muscle, the parable that we gave till now. Now there's going to bring it back home to understand what we're what learning about in, the, in, the, in, this, in, in this verse. So now we'll understand on a spiritual level, the, what, what is Moshe trying to accomplish? He wants to create, he wants to create an upgrade in Koyach, in the source of Hashem, there's two levels. One level is creating and again, we can look before B'Kayach Hashem, Hashem Adonai is referring to Malchus. One is the, the elevation and the upgrade in Malchus by drawing in the Kayach, the source of Malchus. Just like the example was when you have in, in speech drawing in into intellect from the source of intellect. So it's saying also in Malchus, drawing in from the source of Malchus, which is intellect. In other words, by so if you want to create an elevation in Malchus by drawing in the source, the source is into the source of intellect. That's one level, and the other level, a deeper level, drawing Yigdal should be an elevation in Koyach Hashem. So the first insight should be the Koyach, which is the source, should come into Malchus, which is Chachma, and the second one is that the 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 upgrade should be in Malchus by drawing in not just from the level of Chachma. But bringing in from above Ishtalshlus, above the level of, of creation, which is the, in Kabbalah it's called Saivib, just like, for example, Ratzain, like we gave the example before, will. And notice this, when you, when you bring in from Saivib, just like you bring in from, from Ratzain, it's a much greater upgrade. Why? Because here you're upgrading the source of, of, of Adonai. <clears throat> So and, and like the, like the literal translation is you translate literally the the koyach should be upgraded. So now there's two ways to translate. One way is which means in adinai malchus we should bring in the koyach which is the source which is chachma. The other translation is in the koyach should have an upgrade by bringing in from above shalshlos like in the muscles rotzayin or in, the, in this case will be the idea of side of above shalshlos. And that's what basically Moshe Rabbeinu was telling Hashem. Now, all these things that we try to create on high, that what we should have, Hashem should draw in 
from above Ishtalshlus, from Soive, from Ratzlein, into, into the source which comes down to Malchus. All this happens by doing our spiritual work. In Kabbalah, it's called Avoidah Sa'adam. We do our spiritual work. So, based on Shabbat, explains very simple. The Atta Yigdalna. Now, there should be an upgrade in Koyach, in the source of the, of the power, which means bringing it from a higher level. Adinai, that comes down to Mount Kashad, like you spoke, Lamer. In other words, what does Kashad Barta mean? It's referring to the speech that Hashem told the speech, the speech, literally, that Hashem gave Moshe Rabbeinu. What did Hashem tell Moshe Rabbeinu when he went to heaven? You should have helped me. That Moshe should tell Hashem, you should be successful in your work. And how does that happen? Hashem needs Moshe. Yes, Hashem wants Koyach Adam. Hashem wants Moshe Rabbeinu to say it. So if you want to create anything, any powerful um, energy into this world from Hashem, we need to do our part. Like Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, you said Lamar, but we need to say it. Now, it's all, there it's known. What does avoid this other mean? Doing our work. In the Kabbalah language, it's called the Sarus Nilotatum. We put our effort forth. Now, when we put our effort to create a... Energy should come down, which in Kabbalah terms is called the Srus Layla. We want to draw down energy down to this world. So if you want to draw down energy into this world, based on what you're putting in, that's what you're going to get out. Or based on what you want to get out, that's what you have to put in. So in other words, what's the goal? We want there should be Yigdal Koyach in the source of Hashem. There should be a greater energy which should come down into this world. And those where should it come down? It should come from the level of Soiva, which is above Ashtalshlus. So in order for that to happen, we have to do our work in this world. In Kabbalah, it's called Tambadas, logic, and it has to make sense. But we have to draw in, we have to do the work of above, above logic. Another thing is, what are we trying to accomplish? We want in this world, above nature. So in this world, we need to do work which is above nature. And like, so, so how do we do that? How do we do in this world, be real, our feet on the ground, but, but do things above nature? So that brings from the altar, the altar of Tanya says as follows, that when we fulfill the obligation to learn Torah and to do mitzvahs, and we want it to, um, to have an everlasting effect in us, it means we should learn, we should be excited about learning, we should do mitzvahs, we should be passionate about doing the mitzvahs, it's dependent, also it's dependent, that we have to remember constantly the idea of Mesiris Nefesh. We're willing to go on self-sacrifice, to learn, to do mitzvahs, and we do that by remembering the idea of Mesiris Nefesh. What does Mesiris Nefesh represent? Above nature. I won't do anything to learn Torah and to do mitzvahs. And, <clears throat> and so what happens when, when we learn Torah, Learning Torah is, 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 we're learning in a physical world, we're learning Torah, we're doing mitzvahs in a physical world, but when we attach to it above nature, when we attach to the serious nefesh, so then we add the powerful greatness and the addition in the doing Torah mitzvahs in this world. So you want the fusion of the two. You want the fusion on one hand. On one hand, you want to be learning Torah and doing mitzvahs in this world, but on the one hand, you want to remember the serious nefesh, that will bring in the powerful energy into this world. More specific, the Rebbe says, in order to bring in the, in Kabbalah terms, the light of Soivev, the powerful light which is above Ishtalshlus, and it should be an, an upgrade in the, in, in the Koyach, in the source of the power that fuels Adonai Malchus in this world. So you have to connect 
the, the spiritual work of above nature with the first level of intellect. So it's not just to, to connect to the, to the infinite light. You connect to the infinite light to bring that into the, into the beginning of intellect, and from there it goes down into this world. So how do, how do we do this? Jervis says very, very simply. He brings what the Chazal teach us. It says, whoever answers, when the Chazan davens, and he says, and you say, when you answer and you respond, you say, Amen. Yehei Shmei Rabba Mevarach. Knows that we, that the you hate the name the big name of Hashem should be blessed, and it says you say that with all your might. The 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 Talmud says they'll rip away any decree that you have. So if you go to shul or not, if you when you go to shul and you hear them saying uh, um, uh, kaddish and you say Amen, Yehei Shmei Rabba, that uh, where you're blessing Hashem, the big name of Hashem, even if there's a decree against you. Like the example, the Zerya says, even as a decree of 70 years against you, that decree will be abolished. Now, so let's do it. So you have to know, what does it mean, Bukol Koychoy? The Talmud says, if you answer, all your power. So what does it mean, all your power? There's always an argument, there's always two opinions in the Jewish world. What does it mean with all your power? Because we want that. We want to get rid of any decree we have against us. So there's two, there's two, there's two insights, there's two, two definitions of what does it mean with all your power. Rashi says, what does it mean with all your power? You should meditate, you should think about it, about the greatness of Hashem. So if you want to get rid of all decrees against you, say, Amen, Yehei, Shmei, Rabba, think about the greatness of Hashem, of the greatness of Hashem's name, etc. And that will give you the, that will give you the, that will give you the, the, the take away all the, the decrees against you. That's what Rashi says. You do it with Kabbana. Toysa says, no, you have to do it real loud. Amen, yehei, shmei, rabba. You need to do uh, real loud. Two opinions. Rashi says with intention, focus. And the Toysa says you have to say it real loud. What does that mean? We ever explains like this. Why, does, why, why, why is intention or out loud? So explains like this. Because the fact is when you say amen, yehei, shmei, rabba, to me, the name, the big name, with all your power, what are you doing is you're actually Shmei Rabbi, you're making the name bigger. So you're just like it says the Atta Yigdalna, Koyak Hashem, you're actually picking up the name of Hashem, you're making Hashem's name bigger. Why? Because what does Shmei Rabbi mean? It means the big name of Hashem. What is the big name of Hashem? We're not talking quantity, small, finite, this size, that side. Referring to the big name. What's the big name? There's Mamale where Hashem is in this world. That's the finite name of Hashem. And then the side of above nature. So Yehei Shmei Rabbah. And this will help you next time we, we look, you hear Yehei Shmei Rabbah, you'll know what it's referring to. Yehei Shmei Rabbah is not referring to a big name of Hashem. Big letters, bold letters. No, or in different color ink. It's referring to Shmei Rabbah. The infinite name of Hashem. Soiviv Kalalmin. Above nature. And the idea is, the big name of Hashem, Sayyid Kalalman. And when we draw in Sayyid Kalalman to this world, that's when you have, that's when you elevate the name of Adonai. Because you're bringing in this, into the, the, into this world. So therefore, because when, you, when you're saying, Amen, Yehei Shmei Rabba, what are you saying? Amen, right? Yehei Shmei Rabba, bringing that soivev into this world. So when a person says, Amen, Yehei Shmei Rabba, with, 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 all in, with, with the proper meditation, now you know the meditation, to bring in soivev, and you say it out loud, they, they erase the decree for 70 years. Why is that? Because what's the reason why is the decree against somebody? 
Why should there be a, a negative energy against somebody? And the answer is the only reason why there's negative energy against somebody is when you unfortunately, God forbid, made a pagam, when you made a blemish in which name of Hashem, you can't blemish the infinite name of Hashem, it's, it's beyond the reach. In the name of Hashem which is associated to the world. When there's a blemish of the name of Hashem, Adonai, which is connected to Malchus. So when a person sins, you're blemishing the name of Adonai, which is connected to Malchus to this world. So what happens when you so you have to you have to you have to fix you have to heal the, the name Adonai. How do you heal the name Adonai by bringing in Soivev into into Adonai, and that's how you heal it. Now, so if, what's our job? Since when you sin or you make a mis- when you do something wrong, you blemish the name of Adonai, the name which is connected to Malchus, this world. So you want to fix it. So you have to bring in Yehoshmei Rabba, the big name, which is Soivev Kalalim, because that's going to fix the decree. So in order to do that, what you need to do is, <clears throat> you have to do both things. You have to do you have to do it with all your power, and you need both, Sai Rashi and Sai Toysvis. In other words, on one hand, you need to have your all proper, like Rashi says, with all the proper meditation and intention, which is referring to in Kabbalah, it's called Rusa Deliba. Your heart has to be on fire. You're trying to reach, Sayyid Kalalman, above nature, above logic. And out loud is... And like we learned before, when a person says it at speech out loud, you're actually drawing in Kadmos HaSeich, the beginning of intellect, the source of Eshtal Shlos. <clears throat> and Altadar is saying beautifully, saying like this, what we, just, what, we learned, what were we learning till now? That the, our job is to bring him from Soivev into this world. When a person says, Amen Yehei what are you doing? You're, you're, try, you're, 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 you're bringing in from Soive, the big name, into this world. What happens when you bring Soive into this world? You're fixing uh, Adonai, and that, that will take away any decree that you have. In order to fix it, we need to do two things. We need to bring from the highest level, and we need to bring it to this world. So by saying with all intention, with the essence of our heart, we're drawing in Soivev. And by saying it out loud, what are we doing? With, with, through speech, we're, we're fit, bringing it into the source of intellect. That's why we have the fusion of the two. In other words, but when we do it, it's not just thinking about it. We actually say it with our words. So we, through, by doing that, we actually bring in Shmei Rabbah, the, the Soivev Klamon, into Kayach Adonai, which is in the level of Malchus. Rebbe says like this, it's known, when we do our spiritual work, we're humans, we're finite. So how far could we reach? We can only reach astonishless. We can reach things which are, that are within reach. But what did we just learn? We have the power to reach things which are beyond reach. We're breaching sight of Kalalman. We're bringing it down into the source of intellect, which goes down into, in, into Malchus. And that's how we're fixing Malchus, that's what we're getting rid of degree. How do we have the power to do that? How do we, human beings, that can only reach within this world, reach outside the world? So you've come, bring it to the world, and their answer is very simple. We have the power that was given to us when Hashem gave the Torah. And that's why the verse says, Kasher di Barta, like you spoke, Hashem spoke, Lamer saying, in other words, Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, in other words, this that, that we do our work, and those lema, we do our part. Lema, we say, and through what we're saying, we're saying we actually create the 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 upgrade in the source of Adonai. We bring in Sevir Kalalmim. <clears throat> that means we're bringing in from Sevir, which is above Ishtalshlus. Where do we have the power to do it? Kashar di Barta, Hashem, you gave us the power to do it. 
And it was the, what you gave us the power that we should say it. Now Hashem told Moshe Beinu. What did Hashem tell Moshe Beinu? Kasher Dibarach is referring to Hashem. You spoke, Lamer, that we should say. Hashem said, the Dibar is referring to the expression of Hashem, that we should say to help me. So by Hashem telling Moshe Rabbeinu, you should say, you should help me. We had to be the power. Hashem gave us the power. And Hashem gave Moshe Rabbeinu the power. And since he gave the Moshe Rabbeinu the power, Moshe Rabbeinu is connected to all of us. So through Moshe Rabbeinu, we have the power. That we have the power that through our spiritual work, we can bring in from the level of above Ishtashas from Sayyid Now, like Dorb explained right before, where do we have the power to do this? What? To bring in the light from above Ishtashas from Sayyid We got that, we got that when, we got that when we received the Torah, Matan Torah. So based on this, Dorb explains something very beautiful and he says like this. When the verse says, Kasher dibarta lemer, so before we explain, based on the story of the Talmud, Hashem told Moshe, lemer, we should say, you should help me. Now they're singing another insight. Kasher dibarta lemer is referring to literally Matan Torah. What happened by Matan Torah? What did Hashem say? By Yedaber, dibarta lemer, that was said by Matan Torah. In other words, what does that mean? That by Yedaber, Hashem spoke of Matan Torah and he said, lemer, he said that what? That this that Hashem said by Yedabra Lakim, that Hashem spoke, and He told us the Ten Commandments, so that Lamer, every one of us, we should say the words of the Torah. And it's referring to not only one, one verse, the whole Torah. And when we say it, we should say it in a way of Lamer. We should say the words that Hashem is saying. By Yedabra Hashem spoke, and Lamer, He's instructing us, Lamer is telling us, because the fact we went to the Nadanach said the discourse, we were all there. What do you mean, Lamer? Who are we telling it to? Lamer is instructing us that we should say the words that Hashem told us to say. In other words, when we say the words of Torah, we're actually causing Hashem to say the words of Torah. And by causing Hashem to say the words of Torah, we're drawing in Oyrein Soif, the infinite part of Hashem, above nature, in Torah, into, into nature. So there was connecting not only by Dabas referring to the story when Hashem, Moshe ran to heaven, but even when Hashem gave us like Ten Commandments, that's where we have the power to draw in. Hashem, part of giving us Ten Commandments was that we have the power. When we learn Torah, we're drawing in the powerful, infinite life of Hashem into this world. And we, when we, we do that, when we learn Torah, uh, through that we, we actually draw in a powerful energy into the Torah and also into everything that we do. That when we do our spiritual work, which means we draw in from above, above, into, above, above nature, into nature. We literally draw in the light, which is above logic, above nature, into the level of into into, into nature, which in Kabbalah it's called drawing in soyvev into mamali, drawing in the infinite light into 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 the finite world, and we draw in the, when we draw in the infinite light into this world soyvev into mamali. So we actually cause that we should draw in powerful Kabbalistic lights, the Oyer HaSoyvev, into this physical world, that the not only the Soyvev should be in this world, but it's hovering over, like Soyvev means it hovers over, but it actually comes in a premiistic way, an internal way. And we bring in the infinite light into this world in a premiistic way, Dreva says, this will allow us to complete and fulfill the whole intent that Hashem had 
of Dira Lo Yisborek Pedaktoinim about making a dweller place into this world. Because we all know the ultimate goal why Hashem created the world was to make a Dira dwelling place for Hashem in this world. Now, dwelling place for Hashem in this world means what? We have to draw in the infinite light of Hashem into this world. So by learning Torah and doing our spiritual work, we draw in the Oyer Soivev into this world, and that will cause the greatest um, revelation as possible of dear Eloi's to make Hashem a dwelling place in this world, which that will fulfill the ultimate reason why Hashem created the world. And once we have um, the, the, the revelation of Hashem, we completed our job in this world. And if we completed our job, God willing, Mashiach will reveal Himself, and God willing, our next class will be Yerushalayim Ira Kodesh. So you can see it's a very, very powerful Hasidic discourse with many, 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 many uh, lessons and many, many teachings. And I think, I mean, again, there's many, many lessons and teachings. I think one powerful message you can learn from here is the power of speech. That when your person goes ahead and sits down and you learn Torah, what you actually do is you're actually bringing in not only from the source of intellect, but you have the power to bring in literally from soivev. And like the example we gave him from the power of Rotson, we can bring in the highest levels into this world, and that's ultimately what we're trying to accomplish in this world, the Rebbe says. That's the ultimate purpose, to bring in Saivev, the powerful level, into this world, and we do it by literally by learning through our speech. So we have a great gift of speech. Let's learn Torah, do mitzvahs, and let's hope we all merit to the greatest revelation of Saivev into this world. Dear Vedachtoinim, our next class will be, again, in Yerushalayim, Irak Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.